0: <laughs> I started that a... well, and if a live was still on. That's... Processing an implosion, Pablo Torre, you coined the oh. phrase process, it buries you today. Some people just can't close a deal figure. It. Also, how Howie went forever without a 50 in game seven. Got two in three weeks. Tatum's all-time moment. Let's go! It's still
1: going! <laughs> okay, okay, still going! It. I think America gets That's... it. Oh. I think everybody in our international it audience is. probably understands what is happening. Oh. What is the record? We might get there today. At this point, it's
0: like a first the word on Jason Tatum, uh, from 1 of 14 midway through Game Six to the Kelvin Scale heat check that he was on, that is a some kind of witchcraft. That's Pantheon level cheese. We'll talk Tatum in a second. But we begin with Joel Embiid. What makes Philly's record so impossible to turn away from? Other than the Pablo Freida is this year was different mb had the mvp breakthrough it was all different until about four minutes to go in game six and then it was all too familiar so for the mvp the game seven five of 18 15 points second round exit and here he was after
2: the
3: game you can't win alone um, i can't win alone i can't me and james we just can't win alone you know that's why basketball is played five on five so you know, we just need that to, to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better.
0: That's part of what he said. Long-ranging comments. You've heard all of them. You have the full context here. So as we admire Pablo Torre, a minus 76er today, Isra Gortierrez, is what just happened?
4: Feels I was so confused when he said me and James can not win alone because there were other people on his own team Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris that outscored them both so shouldn't they be the ones complaining about not having enough help. It's very confusing here when you see Joel Embiid and you hear him and it just sounds like he's running out of excuses because he keeps getting knocked out in the second round and he's not really looking internally because he didn't play well in this game. He didn't play well last year against the Miami Heat even though he had the mask and the face injury. He didn't play well in the last two games against the Hawks a couple years ago. Uh, eight turnovers in each of game six and game seven. We all focused on Ben Simmons not passing or passing up a dunk, but really Joel Embiid was not great there either. And in this game, it was perfectly obvious that he should have been able to do more. The same guy who did not get the ball in the last three minutes of game six should have come out in game seven and been ultra aggressive. And yes, they were sending help, but you're also the MVP who works in the post a lot. You should know how to pass out of double teams by now. And so you look at the other side and you got Jason Tatum. He did the exact opposite. In game six, he started off missing everything from the outside. In this game, he was not shooting from the outside early on. Took one three in the first quarter, and then the second quarter didn't take any threes to the last minute. He was aggressive, getting his game to the rim, and then followed it up with open shots, leading the way the way an MVP would, not Joel Embiid.
0: Justin Tinsley, you heard Embiid right there in the small piece of sound we played. You've read the full context. How do you hear him?
3: Honestly, it still comes off as an excuse. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of blame to go around, but a lot of that falls on, on Joel Embiid's shoulder. You're the MVP. You can't go five for 18, for 15 uh, in a must-win situation. You're the MVP. You can't have two points in the second half. But guess what? The MVP did, and the result is one of the most embarrassing losses in Philly sports history.
0: And that's a pretty substantial list as well. Tim Callershaw, <laughs> I turn to you on what you heard from Embiid, what you saw on the court.
2: You know, I think there are probably 20 nights a year and a couple playoff games a year where it makes perfect sense for Joel Embiid to come off from a loss. And say that those words would ring true. But as Izzy and and Justin said, five for 18 is not a time to be doing that. I will say this. In game six, when they really lost this series, their chance to, to win at home and put Boston away, he had 26 and 10. He showed up. James Harden was four for 16 and missed all his threes that night. He's the one that didn't show up the last two games. And I'm still more puzzled by Harden almost refusing to take shots. Yesterday. He's so ready to give up the ball as soon as he gets inside the three point line. He has hes a, such a give up mentality that I get that Embiid's the better player and the MVP, and he had an awful game, and that's bad. But Harden is the one who just completely vanished from the series when they needed it. Now Pablo Torre. Oh boy. So the meager context
1: here that's important is that Joel Embiid was asked about is he going to recruit James Harden? Is James Harden and him going to be back together next year? So more magnanimous in context, but nonetheless, the point remains that Joel Embiid laid a bunch of excrement that permanently soiled his reputation. And Tony, when I say that, I say this as the person who did coin the phrase, trust the process, quoting Tony Roten. A lot of people have talked about Sam Hinkie today. Sam Hinckley not the story here. Joel Embiid nicknamed himself the process. And now the reality is that the people who trusted the process do not trust him. This is a Joel Embiid story. It is a James Harden story insofar as Joel Embiid resembles James Harden. And how that statement, being an all-time talent who is undone in a Game 7, six years in a row, like, yeah, you're right, this is unspinnable. The whole process has always been around having that guy as the number one player on a championship team, and now he is untrustworthy based on the evidence. And that is what's so frustrating. Not about the tanking, not about anything else, not about Brian Colangelo even. It's about Joel Embiid. And he has to face that this offseason, as he should have, five offseasons in a row now.
0: Mm. Pablo, if I can ask you to fix the Philadelphia 76ers in one offseason, I, yeah, no, you laugh. I mean, of course, that that, that is a tall task. But no, right now, I, as totally. they are presently constituted, Doc Rivers' career in trying to close out series in the playoffs is a nightmare. And James Harden's name was invoked as yeah. well. I recognize where you're coming from, Tim. But Harden did win two games in this series, which is more than Joel Embiid did. So, Pablo, what do the Sixers even begin to do this offseason?
1: Well, you got to remember that, okay, you're a top four team in the Eastern Conference. That means nothing because of the way that you've choked routinely at the end of the season. You have won 50 games on average six years in a row, which is a great foundation, but you need the person who is going to do what Joel Embiid will not, which is be his best self when the pressure is the greatest. This is why Izzy's point about Jason Tatum is so resonant. We watched the photo negative of Joel Embiid and James Harden. If you can get rid of James Harden and get rid of Doc Rivers and get, I don't know, Dame Lillard, can I wish that into existence? Can I get a guy who will be the person who everybody in Philadelphia, Tony, lunch pail carrying, hard hat wearing, cliche loving, tough fans. They just want the player that embodies that sensibility and they've been wish casting Joel Embiid into that role. And that's why you need a Dame Lillard. So, you'd blow it, it up Dame right top. now.
0: Doc Rivers, he says he intends to be back. You'd say Keep thanks, but no thanks.
1: James lose Harden. Lose sure, go to Houston, up, Houston right? James Harden. Absolutely. Justin
3: Tinsley, you? Would Absolutely. Would you blow up the Sixers now? Yes, I would. But I would love to see Dame in Philly. I really would. But to get Dame, you got to gut the team. And we know what happens Nancy, when you gut probably. team. We just saw what happened in, in, in Phoenix with KD. So, I, I think... I love Doc Rivers, but but the time has come. I think you got to let him go, and I think Harden is going to w- walk anyway. But I think this is the best. This is the best the Sixers can be with this current iteration.
4: Mr. Gutierrez, look, I don't think that there's an obvious answer here. I think James Harden is going to want to move on. From what I understand, he and Doc Rivers didn't get along that great anyway, and he's going to want to move on. No, and then you've know. got Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers here. Okay, you're looking at a coach who probably doesn't have the full respect of all his players at this point. And if they're going to move on from Doc Rivers, and it's Joel Embiid standing by himself saying, how many versions of this mini rebuild do I have to go through in order to win a championship and get past the second round? If he's not going to put it on himself, he's going to put it on others, then he's not going to take the blame when he's standing there by himself. He's probably going to demand a trade. So it's a very slippery slope here. It all starts with James Harden. I don't know who's going to give him big money, so maybe he does opt in and stay there for another year, but it's just going to get ugly if he decides to
3: move on.
2: If I'm a Philly fan or Philly management, I'm crossing my fingers that Harden wants out and goes on his own or accepts a trade and gets out. And yeah, I, I'm a, the Clippers got rid of Doc Rivers much quicker than, than what Philly has done, I believe, in terms of what they yes. were seeing and what they weren't seeing. And I, I think it's time, again, to, to make that move here. I need more on Jason Tatum. Let's go around that horn. Has anybody
0: in the history ever been as cold as he was and then as hot as he was? I'm I'm not talking about in the playoffs. I'm not talking about basketball. I'm talking about in life. Lazarus, Jon Snow, I mean, he was brought back from the dead. Tatum changed his whole trajectory so fast, over 51 minutes. Tim, did Tatum and these Boston Celtics just reclaim their
2: fate? Yes, they did. You know, first of all, to break a record that we all remember has stood going all the way back to the end of April. <laughs> that that That's remarkable. The game seven fifty-one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Steph Curry. And uh, for him to do that. But we saw him do this in the finals last year. A terrible game against Golden State. A great game. He, he does float back and forth. But when you look at who's left, when you look at who they're playing, and I don't think Miami, uh, they seem to be even more of a Jimmy Butler-only team this year than they were a year ago. I think they can get past them. And they don't have a Golden State machine waiting for them in the finals, so I would say the Celtics, for me, are the favorite moving forward to win the it. The favorite, all. more so than Denver. The favorite, more so than more than Denver, more than Lakers. Isra
0: Gutierrez.
4: Well, the thing about the Celtics is they have so many lessons from last year's run that they could learn from. And given that they lost in the finals, they have the most sort of vivid memories of those, right? And Jason Tatum in those finals did not perform well. Obviously, in game six, the first three quarters did not perform well, but he got a chance to recover, and he did. He obviously did in the fourth quarter, and he did, and he continued in this game. And it's perfect timing for him, not just because it was a game seven, but now you're going into an Eastern Conference Finals with other ghosts there. Jimmy Butler one made three away from potentially knocking you out last year. And so now you're feeling really good about yourself because the one c- constant about this year with the Boston Celtics when Jason Tatum is on fire they can't be beat and so if he comes into the series feeling really good about himself against that heat defense gives him a good shot
0: Tinsley after game five you were on this show it looked like the Celtics were done have they reclaimed your faith in just two games
3: honestly yes and Tatum deserves a lot of that praise yes 50 points is amazing but 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 the best stat from that game he had zero turnovers a 50 burger with zero turnovers but salute to the celtics they got back to their defensive, excuse me defensive uh, defensive roots that double big line excuse <laughs> yeah. me that double big lineup gave them two of their best defensive performances of the season in game six and game seven so yes when tatum is locked in they're great but when they're locked in on the defensive level that's when they're really, really scary. And
0: Pablo, you just heard
1: Kalisho call them the favorites now of the remaining teams. You agree with that? They feel like it to me. I just want to say the following sentence. Brian Colangelo packaged the number three overall pick in a future first-rounder in exchange for Markel Fultz. They could have had Jason Tatum. They decided to take Markel Fultz, and the reason I am haunted by this, Tony, is because he was the picture of fearlessness. Create a shot when you need it, fearlessness. It is the thing that we chase in sports. It's what heroism in this silly toy department looks like. And the Celtics have it. And it's real. And it's
0: unfortunately spectacular. Incredible job from Pablo Torre from being a minus 76er to being, well, 51, I guess is a a shot right back into what Tatum just did to this thing. Tatum.
2: (laughs) Tatum like Celtics
0: heat coming up. Look at this. What is this? You people who work for ESPN, explain this. Miami has a 3% chance to win. That is ridiculous. That's wild. Okay, that's, that's that's wild. They're not trying to colonize the bar. The they just have to get the ball into Marcus Smart's hand at the end of the game. <laughs> Fire sell next. We had Jimmy Butler too. <laughs> that's
4: <a> good point. <laughs>
5: It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
6: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight SAVE. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try JETS Signature 8 Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8Save. That's the number 8, SAVE. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. The NBA gathering
0: more information on Ja Morant's latest. Instagram live video, the current indefinite suspension at the moment from the Memphis Grizzlies. Two months ago, the first video with a gun and the first suspension and the apology and week of counseling. Last month's elimination from the playoffs, Morant saying his off-court lack of focus caused the team. Last week, all NBA came out. Morant season did not make it. That's tens of millions of dollars contractually. Recently released Nike shoe, Powerade, pulled the commercial of his in March. There's a lot there. The NBA navigating this in its own policies as legal charges have never been brought up against Morant. The state of Tennessee is a permitless
1: carry state. Pablo, how do you view this? How do you think the NBA views this? Tony, I view it first and foremost through the lens of America's disgraceful obsession with the gun. This is a documentary we're living in. We should be on the right side of this issue. Many people, Ja Morant, are not. But the micro of Ja himself is a question. At this point, do you actually really wanna play professional basketball? It's not like other jobs. There are very specific rules. He himself had counseling, apologies, this national tour. He had sit downs with the commissioner, with his team, and he only had to do not this. And he couldn't stop himself from doing it and i'm out of excuses. There's no way to spin this. He has nuked his own credibility on a serious matter as well as just as an employee. Like who can trust this guy at this point? Justin Tinsley.
3: There is nothing wrong with John ja Morant legally owning a gun. Everything is wrong with how we flaunted it. Everything is wrong with how we broadcast broadcasted. The thing that's so gutting about this Tony is the self-destructive behavior. You know, Pablo he just ran through the through the list through the list of what Jai's done, and he's doing it. Ag- he's doing it again. I'm looking at the TV right now. I'm talking to you, John ja Morant. Please stop, bro. You are a face of this league. Stop ruining your own career with these dumb decisions, man. Please stop.
4: Is Gutierrez.
3: Yeah, I just would rather focus
4: on Ja Morant as well, because it's something about his decision making that doesn't seem consistent with the person before this year. You know, he doesn't get to this point by making, by being this poor of a decision maker. Now here he is making one after the other after the other, and whether that has to do with people he's hanging around, whether that has to do with something something he's struggling with, we don't know. But what I know is I've never heard of an addiction to brandishing guns on Instagram live. I've never heard of an addiction to brandishing anything on a social media live platform. And so there must be a reason why he's doing this. Could it be a crime? for help could it be just a sign of another problem that's what i'd like to know if i'm the NBA, because we can solve the singular problem of him perhaps brandishing a gun on instagram live maybe doing it by suspensions and continuing to punish him but if he keeps making the same mistake there's got to be something more to dig in there
2: i mean you mentioned the legalities of this and the number of states where it is legal to carry but I, but i really think this is a people can understand this is a separate thing and that no matter where you are in the political spectrum about guns, I think you would agree there's too much gun violence in this country to be smiling and laughing, showing off your gun, Mm -hmm. Uh, and to be a star athlete who is looked up to by millions of kids, because he's a super basketball player and it's spectacular to watch when he's at his best, it's the worst possible message you could be sending, even if it's a confused and a clouded message, and and it can't happen, and I think he has to have a 30, 40 game suspension, whatever it's going to take. To make Do it you think good.
0: this gets to a half-a-season place?
2: I think it's fair. I think
0: it's fair. When Gilbert yeah. Arenas brought a gun into a locker room, it was 50 games. This is not, of course, in a locker room. Does anybody think it's mm-hmm. it's approaching that more than half a season? I mean, there is, okay. this is of the culture and in the culture, right? You have to believe there are NBA players who are, also possess guns NBA fans who also possess guns NBA reporters who also possess guns it's the flaunting it as you said Justin Tinsley that is considered been a line that he has stepped across on now multiple occasions we'll move on buyers sell Two. Golden State post-mortem Steve Kerr this team maxed out not a championship team but then he went on to say Curry Thompson and Green still have plenty
2: in the tank Tim Kalasha buyers sell that uh, I, I think he's he's pretty accurate, and I think the mistake a lot of us made in thinking they were going to run it back and get up, get another ring was thinking, what play and Steph and Draymond did last year that they could instantly do it again in their early to mid 30s, and that these young players were ready to step up. That was hard to do what they did last year, and it, and it was unlikely they would all perform at that level again.
4: I think it's easy to say you that you need to move on for Draymond or maybe if Draymond moves on they can sort of piece together another championship team around Steph, but I think it's really difficult to actually do, especially when you consider Steph maybe has, what, three or four more years left in that window of being the lead guy on a championship team. So I would assume that this team might just look at Draymond and say, hey, if you want to stay, we're willing to let you stay. Let's work around the pieces around you too.
0: So you think Thompson and Green have left in the tank?
3: Uh, They've got some left in the tank, but but Kurt was right. This was a historically bad team on the road and they led the league in turnovers. We just gave them the respect because they are the Golden State Warriors. They need to address the culture in the offseason because maybe it was the Draymond punch. But all season long, it felt like two separate two separate two, excuse me, two separate teams, the young guys and the old guys. So they need to address that uh, moving forward more than anything.
1: Yeah, the two timelines thing is not sustainable. There is one timeline. It is their timeline. I just want to remind everybody, because we've done a lot of overreaction when it comes to the playoffs today, they won the title last year. Like, they made a run into the postseason. I'm not giving up on them. They literally won the title And that gets you under minus 50. You're into the
0: right side. I don't think there was overreaction. I think there was a proper amount of reaction for certain topics we did earlier. Pablo. What I love about you, Mo, is that you take the pinch as well as anyone I've ever been. There you go. Pa. You so have a lot t- of practice doing it. Some meddling. might say this is this is what you're here for. Uh, that's it. My man, Sorry, Tinsley, Carlos Gutierrez, showdown next. Write the character.
3: For a happy price Go to your happy price Priceline
0: Only time for one showdown And what do you know? Crackin' stars Seattle versus Dallas Game 7 To decide who goes to the conference finals Tim Kalashaw Who will be oh. the better team tonight?
2: The only panelist who will be there, let me tell you, the Dallas Stars will be the better team. No disrespect to the Kraken. Jake Ottinger, 23-2-3 after a loss. Even a bad one where he got benched <laughs> in the last game.
4: Israel? Not only have the Kraken outscored Dallas in this series, but they already won a game seven on the road mm-hmm. in the last series. Mm-hmm. And I learned mm-hmm. from Tim Kalashaw's Twitter account that the American Airlines Center cannot put on the same pregame introductions that the Seattle Arena yeah. can, so my money's on the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Good information. Although, it's it's
0: you can't cite your opponent in showdown for your information. You know, I asked who was the better team. Uh, Who wins the game, I guess? Might have a different answer. Kalisha,
2: you're going to be there. Take the FaceTime. 30 seconds. Oh, that was a close call. Thank you. Uh, Here's what I'm wondering about. The winner of tonight's game will play the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the Vegas Golden Knights' fourth trip to the conference finals. They've been in existence for six years. They could end up playing the Kraken. This is their second year. Is it a good thing? When expansion teams are good and possibly great right away, the NHL has made this possible by the way players are dispersed. This is like the Houston Texans going to the AFC title game four times in their first, first six years. Doesn't happen in other huh? sports. The Marlins. you got to wait a what while. What about the Marlins? No the Marlins, Marlins won a couple. Very little waiting. Very little waiting.
0: Expansion team. Are you no suggesting waiting? a certain football team from a certain region of the country should contract, come back, with a star <laughs> on their helmet, and that's how the Dallas Cowboys.
2: How about them Cowboys? Time. Four in six years, people would die for
0: that. All right, that's it. We're on a 23 to half hour break. We'll see you tomorrow around the horn. Oh. Good thought.